Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's National Detroit-style pizza day, Chad. Ah, Detroit-style pizza. The bronze medalist of the pizzas. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Motown Cheeseman. This is Chad. Did I just see the Vienna Vikings? So wash. And on this week's show, Humanly Raises, VidCruder acquires, and Bud Light is taking it from both sides. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Is there really a bronze pizza? I mean, seriously, any oh, pizza. It's, it's- it's New York, yes. it's Chicago, yeah. and then it's Detroit in the bronze, the bronze category. Still good. Yeah. Not going to turn it down. Yeah. Welcome to uh, welcome to Vienna, kids. Joel and I were just talking in the green room. I, I was on the tram, a little, you know, public trans kind of thing. It's what we do here in Europe. And uh, 
I saw a fucking billboard that had the Vikings on it, like the Minnesota Vikings. And I got out, Julian, I got out, I looked at it. No, it was the Vienna Vikings. Apparently they have a European League of Football. I think they have 12 teams. And the Vikings were the same color logo. I mean, it, they, they were last year's champions. So I guess, I mean, they can do whatever they want. Hell, I don't know. That has to be the saddest football league in the world. There are 12 teams. <laughs> well, I don't know. The XFL and the USFL are yeah. pretty sad right now, too. <laughs> yeah. Much much more uh, intriguing is your, your diet while you're in, in Austria. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the pictures of, I guess, fritters or uh, schnitzel, pork baby. tenderloins schnitzel. or whatever. Yes. Schnitzel. Yes. Pork tenderloins. Schnitzel, Osambuco. Yeah. I mean, they've got amazing beers, wines, eating amazing foods, meeting amazing people, the culture. I mean, we went to museums, all the art, churches stuff. I mean, it's just it's, it's just fucking awesome. This is the, for our first time to Vienna, so we're, we're both pretty hyped up. Are the hills alive with the sound of music, chat? is the question. Well, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? I'm fortunate enough to be in Orlando, also known uh. as the Vienna of Florida or the Vienna <laughs> of the South. And um, I also am surrounded by priceless works of art in my see. hotel room, as see, you can yeah. see. Only on the YouTube channel, kids, can you see the, the priceless works of art. My daughter is in the national uh, volleyball tournament. Yes. So it's like tons of teen girls screaming and mama drama everywhere. Oh, my it, it'll God. It'll be a fun. It'll be a fun four day experience for me. That sounds like hell. In Orlando. Oh, my God. Oof. Yeah. Doesn't anyone yeah. notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy Well, that leads, that leads into my first shout-out. Go figure Vienna and shout out the team from Jobico. Yeah, our, our so our flat in the Algarve was rented out for two weeks, and we needed a place to go. So, you know, we, we've never been to Vienna. We're going to go to Krakow next week. Uh, but this is our first stop. So, like I said before, wonderful food, the museums, history, churches, amazing public transportation. Down the road is this amazing Turkish bakery. Uh huh. It just the food is amazing. But anyway, Jabaco is here. If all those in the industry understand Jabaco, they are a yeah. job board platform and they provide to many job boards that are out there, hundreds of job boards that are out there. We spent the day with Martin and the team, had lunch, amazing drinks, dinner, that kind of thing. Special shout out to Ling Wu over at Jabaco, who set up a Google Maps list. It's the first time I've actually seen one of these things. It has mm-hmm. a, literally a list of sightseeing, bars, restaurants. It helped us tremendously in being able to see Vienna. So thanks to Jabico. Thanks to Ling Wu, Martin and the team and shout out to Vienna. And I don't hate you at all. And I'm not jealous whatsoever. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. I love that you use our places rented. So we had to go to Austria to get away for a while. Like Jesus, Jesus. All right. My, my shout out, Chad, it's official. It's a thing. It's official student loan payments are set to restart in October, says the Education Department. Interest on the debt will begin accruing even sooner in September. Around 40 million Americans have debt from their education. The typical monthly bill is roughly $350 for that student loan, and loan debt in the U.S. totals nearly $1.8 trillion. And this is going to put the screws on those borrowers. They've had a nice little break, but it's time to get back to work. The party's over. Student loan payments are set to start, says the education department. Shout out to those poor bastards paying student loans. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I thought about this this morning, the how we always tout GDP over happiness. And, and actually, the US literally inflates our GDP by things like this. This is actually 6.5% of our GDP is something that other countries get for almost free, if not free. So uh-huh. we inflate our GDP because we make our citizens pay for the shit. Healthcare, close to 20%. That thing that most other countries, they get paid. So we talk about taxes and how we don't get, we, you know, we don't have to pay those high taxes. You stupid motherfuckers, we still pay that shit. <laughs> Look, at, there is over, what was it? Uh, 1.6 trillion, trillion in debt. That's fucking taxes, kids. That's fucking crazy. Anyway, you're, you're, you're hurting me here. I want to talk about fake priests. <laughs> Shout out to fake priests. Fake priests. Okay. This is a first. <laughs> You stick with me here, kids. This is this is crazy. A restaurant in California has been ordered to pay $140,000 of back wages and damages to employees after it hired a priest to extract workers' confessions. Apparently, Shea Garibaldi, uh, who operates two uh, locations of a taqueria, Garibaldi, hired a fake priest to hear confessions during work hours to get the sins out. That was the thing. They wanted to get the sins out, including asking if the employees had been late for work, stolen any money from the restaurant, or had bad intentions toward the employer. Taqueria Garibaldi and three other restaurant owners, some others got into this fucking shenanigan bullshit. They were ordered to pay 140000 back wages to 35 employees, the restaurant will also have to pay, listen to this. Oh, wow. This is going to kill them. $5,000 in, in <laughs> civil penalties. Just a tip. $5,000. Yes. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Shout out to fake priests. I don't know who the who the struggling actor was who actually did this, but uh, wow, this is, this is a new low. Shout out to getting the sins out. I'm all for that. <laughs> All right, Chad. Well, we've talked about commercial real estate crashing thanks to the work from home movement. Well, (laughs) say hello to pickle malls. No, that's right. Pickle malls, empty malls and stores are being repurposed into pickle malls, offering pickleball courts. One of your favorite. In case you missed it, pickleball is a popular sport that combines tennis, badminton and ping pong. Attracting players of all ages, apparently. The initiative aims to utilize vacant spaces and support the growing pickleball trend across the country. Chad, is pickleball going to save us all? Pickleball is worse than badminton. Have you ever watched (laughs) badminton? I mean, it's an Olympic sport. Don't get me wrong. But have you ever watched badminton? It is boring as hell. You've got the little shuttlecock thing that just kind of like flies really slow. Pickleball is fucking horrible. So yep. yeah, could it save us? If it saves us, then then, then great. I'll be wrong, but it's a horrible sport. I'm going to put the odds at 60% of the time it works <laughs> every time. That's high. That's what high. they need to do is bring back Jarts, the 70s classic, and people will start dying and we'll have less people and less less things to deal with, I think, if we if we just did that. And we, we, we grew up with jarts and 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 dodging jarts as our friends threw them at us <laughs> what a crazy ass game man we'll be fine we'll be fine riding the big wheel down the sidewalk while your friends throw jarts at you to try to dodge <laughs> dodge them was a was a fun game in my neighborhood well you know what else is a fun game chad but winning free shit 
from us. And uh, if you haven't played, you got to go to chadcheese.com, click the free link, and we will send you booze, T-shirts, and all kinds of of fun other things. Uh, Some announcements for this month's winners. Our whiskey winner goes to Jane Curran, our beer uh, winner. That's sponsored by Aspen Tech Labs. By the way, our bourbon giveaway is sponsored by text kernel and i'm enjoying water on this week's show from my text kernel love it uh water jug uh that is chris russell the mad scientist of recruiting has went once some beer lucky bastard and uh our birthday celebration went to Brittany porter uh this month and that is sponsored by our friends at plum and if you haven't gotten a free t-shirt yet our uh, homeboys and homegirls at JobGet are helping us give away free t-shirts and by the way kids if you haven't left us a review on itunes spotify wherever you enjoy a podcast and particularly if you're a youtube junkie like chad and i are uh, make sure you like follow uh, leave a review it's our oxygen it's how we get better period don't forget about getaways kids because there is a 200 and $50 that's right we're going to give away a little credit card little airbnb credit card once a month from the Chad and Cheese, powered yep. by Abode HR. So you need to get away, kids. You need to go to Austria. I don't care. You can go somewhere. <laughs> go to Orlando, right? Take your Airbnb card. You use it wherever you want. $250. You're going to get it, but you can only do it if you register chadcheese.com slash free or just click free in the upper right-hand corner. Love it. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? Uh-huh. I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plum. I think that guy's in Florida, actually. Uh, he was at the restaurant. I was like, all right. So that means uh, birthday announcements, everybody. Another yes. trip around the sun uh, to go to fans. Tom Bickle, <laughs> Brittany Porter, Heather Myers, Colleen DeGeorge, Jenny Shiaka, <laughs> or Skiaka, however we're pronouncing it today, Sean Paulseth, <laughs> uh, Mary Ellen Slater, and Seppi Nyeri, Ooh. one of our big fans on the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Love it. Happy and don't you forget about what? Events. That's right. Nebworth Park coming up July 6th. Rackfest. If you don't have tickets, that sucks to be you because it's sold out. 5,500 people packing that fucking place. I think there are like 10 stages. Chad and Cheese are going to be on the Disrupt stage. Uh, so come find us. We're going to be talking about tech all day. We're going to be emceeing that stage. But just because you missed Wreckfest in Nebworth in London doesn't mean that you have to miss it, kids. You can go to Nashville. That's right. In September, the very first time Wreckfest comes to the U.S. is going to be in Nashville. Just go to chadcheese.com. Click on events. The hero, the entire fucking hero image. Click on the sign up. Go get it. We've got a 50% off code bring the whole gang this is a team bonding exercise and enjoy some time with chad and cheese at the disrupt stage and don't forget a whole bunch of ta professionals being overserved for the basement jacks concert in nebworth (laughs) definitely going to be a good time (laughs) topics all the topics that are humanly possible everybody all right seattle startup humanly bad Raised $12 million in a Series A round. This brings total funding to roughly $23 million. That's according to Crunchbase. Its platform automates recruiting functions, including candidate screening 
and communication. The company is investing in conversational AI to enhance efficiency and equity in the hiring process. The funding will support the expansion of engineering and their go-to market teams. Chad, what's your take on the Humanly News? I think we've already given Humanly uh, a double applause during Firing Squad. So Humanly oh, oh, is a... Oh, tell, Chad. I, I, went and, I went back. Oh, did you? You were a golf clap. I was an applause. So Okay, so I'm, I might be a, a, a big applause now. Uh, I have to be because the chat bot revolution is in full effect, kids. And you can thank OpenAI and ChatGPT for the attention and the heightened funding in that area. Here's what caught my eye from the the, the GeekWire story. Quote, the company is also introducing AI uh, analytics features for human-to-human conversations. These tools, which run during live calls, generate insights and send follow-up emails. Now, two weeks ago, we talked about teleperformance AI and the co-pilot for customer service reps, which allows quicker uptimes, which means less training and getting them to the phones faster, faster call times so they can actually help the AI helps the customer service individual index the information and get to resolution faster, higher quality calls, more accurate resolution, right? So again, indexing the information is one thing. Being able to provide accurate information is something entirely different. This co-pilot piece is, I'm saying, the future in literally the next step, right? If we're talking about everybody wants to know how we use chat GPT, this is the next step. It's the co-pilot. It's before it takes everything over, but it's the co-pilot. 30% faster calls from teleperformance means more calls can be taken and less heads are needed on the phones to achieve a better result. Not to mention, imagine how much less stressed a customer service representative is, because that job fucking sucks, when you don't have to sit around and try to index and find frantically find the right information, right? It's automatically being queued to you by the AI. Now imagine taking the same type of model to where? Oh, yes, recruiting. It just makes fucking sense. This is incredibly smart. And it's one of those things, the right time. You got to be at the right time and you got to be skating to the puck. And these guys are doing it. Less heads, Chad. Less heads. (laughs) So that doesn't sound fun. On one hand, this is a really feel good uh, story to me. They've grown organically. I gave them a big applause. I'm still excited about the business. They have a really great team that's there. They're not taking on too much debt. I mean, what they've raised has not been insane. Uh, Mm -hmm. The fact that they've been able to raise money in a high interest environment is is great for them and I think speaks well to the company. It it feels a lot like Qualify or some of these companies that grow organically and and have good leadership. And we both love CEO uh, Prem there at at Humanly. On the other hand, it feels a little bit like a knife in a gunfight. We have Paradox that's the apex predator in the space. We have God Almighty Veritone uh, coming into the space <laughs> with with a lot of lot of AI tools that humanly can never uh, even think about sort of building. They feel like just that it's not going to be enough as this thing expands. Conversational AI is arguably the future of like interviewing and recruiting and onboarding and like all mm-hmm. these things that's going to happen. So a company like Humanly, while a great story, just doesn't feel like there's enough juice there unless they go super focused on like, hey, we're the healthcare provider. Hey, we're the sales, pro- whatever it is, they need to go really focused. Otherwise, they're going to get gobbled up 
by a paradox, a veritone, somebody that that has bigger pockets, maybe an ATS that needs to plug this into their platform. So from that perspective, if acquisition is the main you know main goal, like I think they're definitely going to be acquired and be a piece mm-hmm. to a bigger puzzle. Till then, they've got this nice bridge funding. They can continue to build the product and and uh, survive any bumps in the economic road. So for me, it's all good. But they're not going to go public. They're not going to be a billion dollar company. They're going to be a nice story, a nice little mm-hmm. lifestyle business that's going to get eaten up by bigger fish at some point down the road. So we talk about Paradox and, and how they are moving toward the ATS realm, right? Yep. How do you get some money? How do you look sexy for all those other, you know, decrepit fucking applicant tracking systems that are out there so that they can start to prospectively try to keep up? With the uh-huh. hot, new, hot, sexy of, of the paradoxes of the world, right? You buy, you buy these guys, right? Yep. That's what you do, right? I think the co-pilot, again, the whole co-pilot idea, and we'll talk about it, more about this in the podcast, is something that uh, already works, first yep. off. We have business cases that demonstrate that. And if you start to talk about what are you going to be working with less, less recruiters, right? Mm-hmm. We start downsizing recruiters. How do we augment the recruiters that we have now, get them 30% better, 60% better, How do we do that? Well, it's going to be this type of tech. If you have an old antiquated applicant tracking system, it's probably not, but you feel like it is. Um, But they don't have this kind of tech. They don't have a co-pilot, right? This is, I think, a prime fucking target for acquisition. And And that bridge funding, that's a solid gold fucking bridge, man. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Prim, if you listen to last week's show, don't pull a, a spark hire co meet and go buy an A. <laughs> don't go buy an don't ATS do of your own. Don't, don't do be it. an ATS. Wait for an ATS <laughs> to go by you. I think that's I think that's yes. what Chad is saying. <laughs> yes. All right. Can I interest you in a Canadian company story? Hey, Doc, we're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. That's right. Calgary based, I believe, Vidcruder, uh, an interviewing platform has acquired AA startup Engage Solutions to enhance its video interviewing platform with real-time intelligence. Engage's ethical AI technology improves interview performance, reduces bias, and promotes equitable hiring practices. The company says the acquisition strengthens VidCruiter's position in interview intelligence and talent identification. Terms were not disclosed. Shocking. Chad, what are your thoughts on this marriage? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that they're still going heavy on the DEI route, the the anti-bias kind of thing when, you know, it, I mean, we had AI was really sexy at one time. Everybody was slapping it on their stuff. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, it was DEI and everybody was slapping it on their stuff. And now it's generative AI or, or the ability to co-pilot. So the one quote that I pulled out of here that I think that makes a hell of a lot of sense is engage analyzes the interview process and interviewers, not the candidate. Okay. So that's where the problem starts, not with the candidate, but with the goddamn interviewer. That's where bias creeps in, but also you get really bad interviews. But guess what? Guess what they have? This is going to be a, a co-pilot for all of those interviewers going in. So just because you turn a dickhead manager into a great interviewer, that doesn't make them not a dickhead manager, though, right? <laughs> we can't, you can only do so much to fix the people, okay? Anyways, engage interviewing solutions. And I really focused more on engage around this because they seem to be like the heavy tech player that we're going to come into and help augment the, the, the interview side with adaptive AI that improves the interview process, TensorFlow engine that evolves right alongside you. It's, it's, a, it's a machine learning scenario and real-time insights to obviously help 
the interviewer. To me, again, this is another co-pilot opportunity, but it's more focused on where the problem is. It's not the candidate. It's with the actual interviewer. So I think this is incredibly smart. Uh, I think, again, we were talking about it last week. If the if Engage actually uh, could have gotten in front of this and started skating to this puck a little bit quicker on the generative AI side of the house, they, maybe they didn't need to sell, but uh, this is where we're at. That escalated quickly. So a little bit about VidCruder. Uh, they were founded in 2012. Uh, they took some seed funding back then. COVID happened. Everyone was like, video inter- interviewing is the thing. Yeah. And I think they just sort of like stumbled into timing like, holy shit, we got an actual business now. They actually had a press release a few years ago uh, about hiring 100 people. Like no one does press releases about, hey, everybody, we're hiring 100 people, just so you know. So like they're up to 200 people. So they doubled in size. Uh, That's all good news. Now you have Engage, which comes along, Stanford, Stanford built. So it's got the Stanford name on there. Um, And they're a DEI tool. Again, another COVID darling, right? Everyone needs video. Everyone needs DEI. Two, three years later, everyone's going back to work. DEI is on the back burner because it's just not in the budget anymore. It's not in the uh, the, the lexicon of society as much as it was anymore. So now you have mm-hmm. one company that was flying high in COVID and now like maybe on lesser prosperous times. You have another one that flew up during COVID is, and is now on less prosperous times. So I guess the strategy here is like, let's get together, right? Like, the bar is closing. Like two two companies had a great time, but now they have to realize, oh shit, we got to sober up and actually do something like that works. Mm-hmm. Let's go home together. Let's like have a good have a good time. Let's sleep it off. Let's hope that the world comes back to like no more recession talk, no more inflation. We got an election coming up. Maybe if we join forces, the whole video recruiting. I think is going to be hot again. It'll be back in the lexicon, back in the discussion, and we will be boats and hose and champagne and cocaine. Uh, I think that's the bet that's going on here. I'm certain there was very little money that went into uh, this acquisition, probably a little bit of an aqua hire, although I'm guessing mm-hmm. the Stanford guys want to go, go do something much more cooler more than, uh, than engage. But otherwise, nothing burger until the world goes back to 2021 and it's all about video and DEI. Yeah, it is interesting because when when um, Intello bought, what was the name of the company? It was Take the Interview and then they rebranded as something fucking... Yeah, Convey IQ, I think. Convey IQ, yeah, yeah, yeah Convey IQ. So they, they they had some money, right? That they they actually got along with that acquisition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that that didn't happen, right? Because they they're going to need a boost. It doesn't matter. And back to the co-pilot piece, it's pretty awesome, but it's just not as sexy as the co-pilot external. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it rolls. We'll see how it rolls. We'll see what happens. Let's take a quick break, shall we? Yes. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean. It's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest. 
so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Now for something totally different. Marcus Harvin, a parolee and Yale College fellow, graduated with an associate degree in general studies from the University of New Haven through a mm. partnership between UNH's prison education program and the Yale Prison Education Initiative. The program aims to provide education and transform the lives of incarcerated individuals, offering a path to college degrees. Harvin and his classmates are the first to matriculate from this partnership, which is part of a national consortium of 15 schools and prison systems. Chad, your thoughts on the news. So this story is amazing from the fact that an individual who committed a crime is now turning it around and can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So that is amazing for him and six others in this program. But how fucked up is our system? Let me count the ways. Marcus Harbin, the focal point of the story, was a drunk driver in an accident, near, nearly killed two kids. Then that's fucking awful. But he spent six years in a maximum security prison. Maximum security. Dude, he wasn't a rapist. Didn't conceive a plan to murder anyone. His dumb ass, his dumb young ass got behind the wheel while he was drunk. And then he finds himself in max security. In my eyes, here's where it gets worse. Yale's endowment is $42.2 billion. And we're talking about six people in this program, right? That should be 6,000 in these programs, working towards 60,000 inmates in a U.S. incarceration system that has close to 2 million at the at this moment right now. Yeah. So this to me is inspiration porn for the alumni and people who want to talk about progress. But if you want to see progress, here's what you do, kids. Princeton has 37.2 billion in endowments. Stanford, 37.8. Yale, 42.2. University of Texas, 43.6 billion. Harvard, 53.2 billion. That's the top five. Yep. Over $200 billion that we could be creating and helping thousands of communities inside that are incarcerated and outside. But we're talking about this inspiration porn. I love that these kids, these, these men got an opportunity to turn it around, but six doesn't even scratch mm-hmm. the fucking surface. Over $200 billion, five schools. What would yeah. happen if we started to, I don't know, give back to the community instead of, you know, our, our alumni? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned some of the numbers. One and a half million Americans are currently uh, incarcerated. Approximately 70 million people in the U.S. have a criminal record. We'll all remember the site 70 million jobs uh, yeah. in sort of honor of that. Nearly 60% of formerly incarcerated individuals are unemployed one year after being released. On the other side of this, we have a lot of universities that are struggling. You mentioned some of the successful ones. They're not all Texas, Yale, and uh, and Stanford, right? We talked about college debt being repaid. Uh, that that's coming back in the circle. What what a great government program if we actually subsidized educating some of these formerly incarcerated individuals. Schools would benefit. Those individuals would benefit. Society would benefit. What a great program. So when I run for president. That's going to be my platform. <laughs> Just kidding. I am, I, I am not getting in the ring for president. I promise you. Now, no. 
But it is progress, and I know you like to say it's nowhere near the progress that we want. Dude, it's inspiration porn. It's, it's not progress. It's technically no, it's a little not. bit of progress, Chad. We ask no, a lot not. about uh, a lot a lot of companies. We talk about Mod Pizza. We love them. We need companies to do more. We need yes. government to do do more, and we need colleges to do more. And and why not have some sort of a partnership around this where everybody wins? I hope that a nail a name like Yale brings a lot of attention to this. This isn't, you know, Tennessee Tech. This is Yale, right? So let's see more more universities do this, more government programs aim towards this, subsidize more education, and we all win. We all win. But until then, yes, it is it is a little bit of porn. Spread the wealth. Yes. Just a little bit it's of a, porn. It's a, it's a lot of porn. <laughs> for six dudes. I mean, I, I, I'm so happy for them, but fuck, man, we could do so much more. Yeah. How many state universities, like how many uh, community colleges, like yes. they can make so much money, just like get some of these folks into college, get them in the system. Well, from that story to yes. an overeducated, a bunch of whiny asses. Uh, and by the way, we're, <laughs> where Chad and I find most of our porn, let's talk about Google. Uh, the employees are expressing frustration and venting on the company's internal forum about the strict enforcement of return to office requirements. Google's crackdown includes tracking employee badge swipes, which some employees feel is treating them like school children. The backlash came after an internal memo from Google's HR boss when she informed employees that the company would closely monitor office attendance and that poor attendance records could impact individual performance reviews. Employees are sharing memes on the forum to criticize the new policy and mock their bosses for attending meetings virtually while in forcing office attendance for employees. The tightened return to office policy has raised tensions within Google, which currently underwent layoffs and cut some of its office perks. Chad, what's your take on this news out of Google? They're continuing to boil the frog. I mean, they're they're working their way back to everybody back in the office all the time. Check my bad my my work not my badge is pretty good uh, bumper sticker. I mean, that's a that's a great rallying cry for them. Yeah, I mean, they, they literally are treating them like kids. If I'm if I'm hitting my project goals, the fuck are you here to talk about? Right. As a matter of fact, life isn't lived inside the office building, which means work doesn't have to happen there either for for many of us, not all yep. of us. Uh, the New York Post uh, actually posted about uh, some some YouTube hip- hypocrisy that was happening, and that to me I thought was amazing. They, they the, the the YouTube bosses were on a virtual call talking about return to work policy. <laughs> I mean, see, they were on the call. This didn't hit them, right? Didn't hit them in the brain. They were on a virtual call talking about return to work. So you know, this goes back to and we we've said it several times: the beatings will continue until morale. <laughs> improves at Google. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Well, first of all, I'm sure all the warehouse workers at Amazon ping and trash cans feel really bad uh, for the Googlers <laughs> that have to go that have to go back to work. But look, you're right. If you're going to lead, you first must lead by example. Oh, yeah. That's a tried and true uh, idea that you and I have heard through our lives. You can't tell people to get back to work from a Zoom call. You just you like you <laughs> like you just can't do it. It's it's like the DJ Saul, uh, Solomon, you know, Goldman Sachs. At, yeah. What was he at a country club and he yeah, saw exactly. employees there and he's like, hey, uh-huh. get the hell out of here. You well, go back, get yeah. back to work like you can't. <laughs> You can't be at the club and tell everyone to get back to work. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. The other thing that strikes me is like, these people got a job at Google. Why don't they just leave? That's the ultimate voting. They, like I'm out of here, will. dude. Yeah. I mean, they, they should. 
They should. I, yeah, they will. I, that that always that always strikes me. But back to your point, like I'm feeling more and more like the work from home revolution. It, it's bloodied. It's down. It may not be out, but yeah. it is beaten up, man. I mean, like yeah. traditional businesses are like get back in the office. The commercial real estate crunch is coming. And the voice of like, get back in the office is going to be more. It's being portrayed as a moral issue from Elon Musk. He's an idiot. They're trying everything <laughs> to get back. They there was are. an interview with a, a tech are. exec recently that was like, well, you know, it worked at the beginning because we were more productive and everybody was like really on, on it. And now it's it's digressed into, uh, you know, long lunches at Chipotle, you know, hooking up for dates or like whatever. Like it's so everybody is back back to work. Google's no exception. Everyone's going to have to like swallow it and deal with it or just join the gig economy, uh, start a podcast. Shit, I don't know. Like you do have options, but it feels like the world of work from home, the frog is boiling. It's only almost ready to be plated. I, I I I am disheartened by what has happened with work from home and a poor economy. So, God help us if we go to war at some at some big scale, like then it's really over. Uh, but yeah, right now it's bloodied in the it's on it's on the floor, bloodied. Uh, it's not pretty. I, I don't know if the, I don't know if it's going to survive, Chad. I, so, I think we still have the Airbnbs of the world. We still have all the organizations that are using this as a catalyst to get great talent into their organization. I tell you, any company that's out there today, especially listening to this podcast, dude, I'd be going directly after those individuals. Yeah. I'd be looking for on LinkedIn. I'd be going to hire easy or wherever the fuck I can, right? Seek out to, to, to actually start yeah. pulling those candidates in. And I would nail the shit out of them. And guess what? I don't give a fuck if you're if you and your wife are, are, are banging at home during lunch. I don't care if you're doing your laundry. If you get if you get the code out, if you make your sales, if you do everything that we need you to do, I don't care. Get the code out, people. All right, all right, all right. And we'll be right back. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, it's been a hot minute since we've talked about Bud Light. <laughs> but a new a new wrinkle in the story. The Saloon, a gay bar in Minneapolis, has decided to stop serving Anheuser-Busch beverages, including Bud Light, citing a lack of integrity from the company. The decision was made due to the way Anheuser-Busch handled the backlash over their partnership with influencer Dylan Mulvaney, which led to a drop in sales and market value. The Saloon owner expressed a desire to do business with companies that support marginalized communities and have integrity. Other gay bars in Chicago have also committed to no longer serve 
serving Bud Light. Anheuser-Busch executives have acknowledged the controversy and emphasized the importance of bringing people together during divisive times. Damned if I do, damned if I don't, Chad. What's your take on this news? So last Saturday here in Vienna, a reported 250,000 people marched in the biggest pride parade in Europe. It made me think, why didn't Bud Light double down attend the, the 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 pride parades all over the world with these limited access you know limited edition cans that would have emboldened the the brand to the community but no bud light they picked the lane and then they changed lanes one thing you cannot do you can't pick a fucking lane change lanes and then expect everybody especially when you're a brand as big as anheuser-busch and bud light mm-hmm. that nobody's going to notice right it's why we were adamant on the show about Anheuser-Busch not backing off, especially because it was a fucking limited can promotion. This isn't, they didn't change. This isn't going from Coke to new Coke. They didn't change anything other than the can, right? So this to me was just a demonstration of weak leadership at its worst. And the poor CMO got her head chopped off because of this. And she's probably happy today because these motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. This is an all around just disaster by the way did you know stella artois is an anheuser-busch uh beer no i did not anyway anyway there are quality beers in there somewhere one of my Uh, favorites uh stella and the namesake of my daughter by the way anyway garth brooks has a new bar in nashville um Uh it's called friends in low places bar and honky tonk and he is going to be serving bud light um almost in protest of this decision he says quote if you're an asshole there are plenty of other places on lower broadway (laughs) To go now, of course, Garth has gotten some pushback, uh, obviously from that. I have to feel like part of me says there's there's got to be a huge amount of fear for companies to go political. Like the the default now is going to be don't touch it, don't look at it, don't smell it, like don't go near. But this isn't political. This is just a person's choice. To I mean, that's the thing is we've politicized this, and it should yeah, we be. do. It's not the company's it's fault. Ridiculous. It's, People yeah. are assholes. We're all assholes. Now, yeah. I have to think if, if Bud Light was had, if they could turn back the clock, what they, I think what they would have done is they would have gotten a Garth Brooks or like the manliest guy possible, like Sam Shepard or uh, the ghost of Patrick Swayze. I don't know. They would have, <laughs> and, and they would have put them in the commercial with, with Dylan Mulvaney. And it would have been a funny, like, we're at the bar, beers for everybody. We all love beer no matter where we're from or who we are. Who like, we are. Yep. I feel like if, if they could have done it differently, they might have sort of built a bridge between meathead male and progressive. Uh, transgender celebrity and somehow it would have worked we would have laughed it off it'd have been funny um of course we can't go back in time uh that's what it is but i i applaud garth brooks he's going to get pushed back from this unfortunately again for the reason why you can't go into politics unless you're like a nike like nike with kaepernick like that worked because nike understood rebellion siding with their their core their core customers yeah. was a good decision so the nikes of the world will continue to, to to get political but i fear that more companies won't touch this with a 10-foot pole and that's a shame for society and for the greater good of everybody by the way chad mm. Wreckfest, as you mentioned is coming to nashville soon yes you don't think Garth Brooks was Garth was calling us assholes, do you? No, I, I was going to ask if he had a bowl in his bar. <laughs> <laughs> he better have Stella, because we're coming and we're riding the bull, Garth. We are friends in low places, my friends. Yes. From Orlando and Vienna, 
We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Cheese podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch Big Booty Latinas and Bugfights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.